Welcome to Activate, featuring tales of inspiration from local citizens who stand up for what they believe in and encouraging you to find your cause, live your passion, make a difference, volunteer. Hi, I'm Gary Wiggins, and I'm a volunteer with Compassion and Choices of Indiana. Okay, our mission is really to um, make people aware of things they need to do to think about the end-of-life options. That is, if they haven't prepared an advanced directive or living will, we have copies of those available. We attend health fairs and things of that nature. And we're also very interested in passing legislation in Indiana that would allow a terminally ill, um, mentally competent adult with six months or less to live to be able to obtain medication to um, self-administer and end their own lives at their own choice. This is a unique group in a lot of ways since it really is focusing on end-of-life options. And I've had a lot of friends and relatives who've had very difficult deaths, actually. And um, I think there ought to be a better way for them to plan their final days than what we currently have. Uh, we attend health fairs at Bloomington and surrounding areas, and in the state as a whole for that matter. At these, we generally have a table and our literature, and we're able to discuss with people right on site there what the issues are. And really, usually a two-hour shift or so at these tables is what we ask for people to give. We're at the IU Health Fair, for example, in the fall. We're at the Senior Expo in Bloomington in the spring, and then there are others that come up periodically that we attend. What are some of the consequences when these when a living will is not in place? Essentially, um, a person has no say in the matter then if they're hooked up to um, life-sustaining equipment, and it's much, much more difficult to get those um, that equipment disconnected once it's actually been attached to the person. So it's really important for you to go through the whole series of questions and answers and decide what you would like to have at the end of life and make that document, a legally binding document. I should not say legally binding because it's not legally binding in the sense that medical personnel must do what you put on that form, but it's a guide. It's a, a good guide for anyone who happens to be in a situation where they need to produce a document that helps make decisions in that time. Gary, you talked about the sort of two prongs um, of service. One is education and resources, and then also trying to push legislation yes. here in Indiana. If people are interested in getting involved, what are some of the ways that they can do that? Okay, as, as with any legislative process where you're trying to get a bill passed, you need to have people who communicate with the legislators themselves and let them know what their feelings are. It's been found that in, in multiple surveys in the United States, over 65% of the population really favors having this option available to people. And we're very fortunate right now in Indiana that our own representative, Matt Pierce, intends to put a, a bill in this year for consideration by the 2017 General Assembly. So we're in the process of really contacting legislators, particularly those on the health committees in both the Senate and the House, and letting them know that uh, these are the main components of the bill. Um, we hope they'll be able to see what its value is and ultimately pass it for the state of Indiana. 
very important for people to have advanced directives. And I can give you a personal story that illustrates that. My own son came down with an emergency um, appendicitis attack last spring, and that's when I discovered that he did not have an advanced directive, and we had to do it before they wheeled him into the operating room, frankly, so that we knew exactly what his own feelings were about the end-of-life options. And that's a stressful moment. I mean, that's It was not stressful. It's not the ideal time to do it. You certainly need to put some thought into this, and it was something we had to do on the fly. Thanks for listening. I'm Gary Wiggins, and I'm with Compassion and Choices of Indiana. You've been listening to Activate, a co-production of WFHB and the City of Bloomington Volunteer Network, working together to build an empowered, vibrant, and engaged community. You may visit bloomington.in.gov volunteer to find and sign up for local volunteer opportunities. All episodes of Activate are available online at wfhb.org slash news slash activate. For Bloomington Community Radio, I'm Jennifer Brooks.